Welcome into Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here going solo today to break down a closer than you might want 113 to 109 win by the Knicks over the Wizards at home. But Jalen Brunson still had a crazy game 41 points, eight boards, eight assists. OG Ananobi continues to set plus minus NBA history. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about the, some of the overall problems that this game sort of underscored with this team right now that need to be addressed going into the trade deadline. Next on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for your first deposit match up to $100. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Knicks first listen today and every day, whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking in the sights and sounds on YouTube. We appreciate you making us a part of your daily routine. Make sure you hit that auto-download function on your favorite podcast app or the notification bell on YouTube so you never miss an episode. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Knicks site, The Strickland, which you can find at thestrick.land. And your Knicks squeak out a win versus the Wizards, 113 to 109, probably a little too close for comfort against the seven-win team. And I, I think this game definitely highlighted some of the things that need addressing on this team. But ultimately, a win's a win. You know, I, I'm not going to – I always say this, so I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't bring this up. But, like, you know, if you look back at the end of the season, nobody's going to circle this game and be like, see, see, remember when the Knicks only beat Washington by four? They're just going to go, no, they won. You know, which is a thing that the Knicks have proven that they're good at. Sometimes they squeak by. Sometimes they get by really by the skin of their teeth against a a bad team. But they get by and they get those wins. Uh, and they have an almost unparalleled uh, winning record against bad teams this year, against teams under 500. So you have to give them props on that at least. But I just I was not a huge fan of this game for the Knicks and you know second game of a back to back you can understand from some perspective like hey you know maybe they're tired or whatever but from another perspective it's like well you, you got gifted a game of this a second game of a back to back against the second worst team in the league I think they're still the second worst team right now in the Wizards why would you not just kind of put in a better effort to begin with. Um, I just really thought outside of like Brunson and even Brunson wasn't perfect in the beginning, but like OG, I think gave a pretty well-rounded effort for the entire game. But like outside of those two guys, it was like just to start the game, just total slap fest. I mean, the first quarter was just disgusting basketball. Um, it was, they had five turnovers, but I, which is, I guess high, uh, but I don't think it really underscored the, totality of it like it just seemed like nobody was getting set up well on passes uh it seemed like nobody could hit anyone like in their shooting pocket everything was like a, a little bit away from a person or whatever everything just seemed really sloppy like it was just not it was not pretty basketball like the Knicks sometimes play really crisp tight basketball and this was not it um they even messed up some relatively easy transition opportunities that uh, one of the first plays of the game and I, I'll get to it I guess a little bit in a minute but like was Randall just on the break and then he just like drops it when he had literally was getting a pass like right next to the basket for a dunk um 
so that was annoying um and then there was just sort of i don't know i i called it i wrote in my notes like it was like lottie da energy like the knicks just kind of looked like they didn't take this wizards team seriously and for all the flaws that the wizards have and for as bad as they've been this year i would argue that they have probably more nba talent than your average seven win team like i don't know i like kuzma is a player um you know he's he's good they have tyus jones who's who's good he's a good nba player um you know there's there's talent on this team that can beat you uh if given the chance and i don't know it it, it kind of bothered me to like i wish the Knicks sort of brought the same effort that they had in the fourth quarter to put the game away in the first quarter because they could have maybe just put the whole thing away early on rather than kind of letting the wizards stick around for three ish quarters and uh it made this a lot easier on themselves but you know it's i think the depth is already pretty fragile on this team as it is and you know considering they were without josh hart tonight they still should have just destroyed the wizards i think they're just they're a better team you know again wizards have nba talent but the knicks when they're playing the way they should play should beat this team pretty handily um and yet og and brunson end up playing 40 plus minutes again the starters all played at minimum about 38 minutes i think divincenzo was the low man at like 37 minutes and 38 seconds or something like that just not ideal on the second night of a back-to-back and unfortunately it was it was pretty much necessary because the the bench did not play phenomenal uh so it just sort of underscored the depth concerns with this team like they need to figure something out and and hopefully pretty soon going into the trade deadline because what they've got going right now with brunson playing 40 something minutes a game uh with og playing three straight games of 40 plus minutes and then two straight of 43 minutes it's just it's it's not sustainable i mean i know that these guys are in good shape og looks to be in amazing shape you know so that's great but you can't you can't keep this going i think for for too much longer where you have these guys playing and just getting worn down like this or maybe you do keep it going for the rest of the regular season and maybe this team ends up a i mean they're on pace right now to be like a 48 to 50 win team so maybe they keep it up and they they win 50 games or whatever but then they'll be completely gassed in the playoffs i feel like if you've got guys playing this many minutes during the regular season and getting no breaks against bad teams like this um which you know maybe again was a little self-inflicted in this game that they didn't come out and take the wizard seriously to begin with but you know it's it also just kind of it used to be able with this team to to bank on the bench coming in and buoying you a little bit with quickly and grimes and um you know, and, and at the beginning of the year, DiVincenzo, and then obviously they were missing Hart today, so you missed that. But, you know, it, it used to be Hartenstein was coming in off the bench too. And, you know, now they have Precious Achua coming in, who's not as good. It's just like if the starters don't come out and play their best, then the you can pretty much bank on the, the bench isn't necessarily good enough right now to just come out and, like, win you a game by themselves anymore, which hopefully means that the Knicks are looking to address that going into the – the trade deadline but yeah i also just thought last note normally this team is so good about playing passing lanes and you know being on top of you know generating turnovers lately and things of that nature and i just thought that they were either over or under committing on defense which led to a lot of the opportunities for washington to get back into this game um 
but yeah, I don't know. I'll get to more of that in a minute because I, I have a couple specific players that I was not super thrilled with on defense. But let's talk about Jalen Brunson real quick and his awesome performance. 41 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 14 of 27 shooting, shot 2 of 4 from 3, 11 of 13 from the free throw line. I mean, this is just what else do you expect from Brunson at this point? Usual brand of Brunson brilliance, scoring the ball, uh, especially down the stretch. Uh, maybe the most impressive thing, I think, was just how – it didn't even seem like he was just scoring down the stretch. It seemed like he just decided to completely bend this game and the Wizards to his will uh, down the stretch of this game. There's no other way I can think of to put it. He counted for 20 points and three assists in the fourth, made a couple nice passes to Dante. One was just like a, a nice heads-up looking transition, another quick decision swing pass to him right above the break, and Dante made – I'll talk when I sing Dante's praises in a minute. Just made a ridiculously quick release uh, on that three to to make a three down the stretch. Also had a nice little pocket pass to Precious for a dunk, and had a kick out to Randall off a drive. Um, I think one of those had to have happened in the third quarter, but it was right towards the fourth quarter. But uh, yeah, just really nice passing in the the second half, and then scored it well. I mean, it, it was no more a reminder than ever that the Wizards are a seven-win team than not a single player being able to even pretend to guard Jalen Brunson when he started going off. Like, I mean, they, they threw a couple different guys at him, and he just, like, be like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, DeLon Wright, don't care. Uh, Jordan Poole, don't care. You know, whoever, whoever happened to end up on him on any given possession, it was like, okay, I'm going to drive. I'm going to put my shoulder into you. I'm going to, uh, you know, draw my contact. I'm going to get in, get my and one and get these points and he just did that every single time without fail it was it was pretty awesome to behold uh although you know you get kind of used to it it's like he scored 20 in the the fourth quarter and you were kind of just like sick nice brunson let's go <laughs> like that's it just kind of is what you what you do uh but for this night yeah he dominated it was it was good uh 71 points in two days that's not too shabby the only bad thing here is is sturdiness is maybe getting tested a little bit he's been very durable largely in his time with the Knicks, uh, which has allowed the Knicks to be as good as they've been in his time with the team. But looked like he twisted his ankle or knee or something like twice late. He got up uh, limping off of one play and then went down the other end and tried to draw uh, like a charge and kind of looked like he twisted the same thing again, where there was his ankle, his knee on his right leg. And uh, yeah, I, I hope it's all right because he definitely needs to stay healthy, especially right now. This is this is sort of the one of the big issues with the team right now is the lack of depth. Like I like I mentioned, and if he's gonna miss more time after just missing a couple games this week and us seeing how that went, uh, then things could get a little rough for this team. I mean, they have like a really favorable schedule right now, so you gotta take advantage of that and having like Brunson kind of banged up having Randall maybe still a little banged up from twisting his ankle the other day. You know, it's, it, these are the tough points of the season where, where these guys got to stay healthy if, uh, if they want things to go as well as they want the rest of the year. Uh, but speaking of guys that are uh, hopefully going to make things go really well for the next rest of the year, uh, OG Ananobi had a really great game. Again, he continues to build on his historic uh, streak of, of uh, plus minus and being the best in NBA history at that with a new team. And I want to get into that in just a second. But first, I got to let everybody know about our good friends over at eBay Motors. 
Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit picks of the fantasy picks of the week. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anyone that I can highlight. Of, well, okay, let me highlight two of them. Screw it, because both these guys have, have done some damage to the Knicks in the last week. Gigi Jackson on Memphis. Uh, Josh notes Memphis needs shot creation, and Gigi can do it. He's shown flashes, and he should be some someone managers can look to grab to see how Memphis deploys him. And then just based off tonight, I got to highlight Marvin Bagley the third with Daniel Gafford in the concussion protocol. Josh notes that Bagley has a shot at nice minutes on his new team for the short term. This was uh, written before he just went off on the Knicks tonight. Uh, so he, he pretty prescient by Josh there. Unsurprising. He's really good at this fantasy basketball stuff. But yeah, Marvin Bagley really lit the Knicks up. I kind of wish I had picked him up in my fantasy league. Uh, so Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. That's the same with your vehicle. So I, I've dealt with eBay Motors in the past, and I've I've felt really good about it because I had to get some parts for, first I had a Subaru Forester, now I drive a Toyota Prius. I had to get parts for both of them, you know, just little cosmetic parts here and there. I don't, I don't go crazy doing repairs on my car, but, you know, if there's a little little cosmetic upgrade I want to make or, you know, whatever little part that I need. I always hit up eBay motors because the eBay guaranteed fit is legit. Like all you, all you have to do is just search for your car or a part for your car. And eBay puts a little badge on any given part that says eBay guaranteed fit for your car. And then you're totally covered. It's awesome. So with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, led headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, and I'm back in to keep talking through this tight Knicks win, we'll call it. Uh a little underwhelming as, as wins go, but OG Ananobi, not underwhelming at all. 19 points, seven boards, two blocks, shot six and nine. Nice. Three of five from three and four of four from the free throw line. And uh, I I don't like just from a normal perspective, what else are you going to say about OG at this point? He goes out there. He defends like a madman. He, uh, you know, keeps players away from the hoop. He, he has a, a great ability to both keep a guy on the perimeter and really challenge a shot if he does get by him and, you know, make it so that he's not going to get a clean look. We saw that with Kyle Kuzma down the stretch of the game. I thought that OG played really good defense on him when Kuzma had had a fairly good game prior to that and even was shaking off some pretty good OG defense early to score the ball. Uh, OG just continually deed him up down the stretch and, and kept Kuzma in check, which was big to the Knicks being able to, pull out and win this game. He's also making a habit of leak out dunks, which is a nice habit to make. He's just, I feel like once a game now, we're seeing OG just almost all alone down the other end, gets a nice transition outlet pass and throws down a big dunk. It's great for momentum. It's great for getting the garden going. 
I mean, it's just great in general. I obviously the one in the last game was a little more flashy with the uh, heart to Randall. No look, maybe no look sequence where Randall uh, kicked it to OG spins around and OG gets the big dunk there, but uh, still nice, nice thing to see from OG to see him uh, making these leak out dunks a, a habit. Cause they're, they're good momentum shifters and a good easy way to get two points. I think he's also showing a, a decent first step driving to the rim uh, from the perimeter lately, which is a good development. Um, granted, you know, like all caveats in this game, it was against a pretty subpar team today, but he had two drives, one from a standstill uh, using a precious Chua screen on the outside and just managed to, you know, get a good first step and then just drive straight in, get a nice finish. And then another off a quick moving handoff from Randall on the perimeter, like Randall kind of dribbled into it, handed off to OG and, OG just was already moving a little bit around the screen and then just took off like a rocket towards the hoop and got a nice easy look there. So hopefully we'll start seeing more of that because um, OG, I think OG's got a little bit of juice that way. I still don't necessarily love his ability to be a creator uh, or, you know, do anything with just like the ball in his hands from a standstill without any help. So, you know, that obviously still is going to be a limitation because um, he also had like a sidestep three at one point in this game. So he's got, he's got some scoring stuff in his bag. Um, I just think that his, his game is sort of like an actualized version of how Grimes plays sort of where like it, it, he just actually does all of it perfectly at this point where it's like, he can get the ball, ball on the perimeter. He can take a screen and get inside and get a finish. He can uh, take a sidestep from three and, and hit it. He can hit pull up, threes occasionally uh if it's like in transition but mostly he's going to want spot up threes and hits those at a super high percentage um so yeah he's been doing fantastic and uh tommy beer has been keeping up on this on twitter but og is now up to an individual plus minus of plus 170 in his first 10 games with the knicks which is apparently the best for any player in their first 10 games of the franchise so continuing to make history there uh and OG's OG's pretty awesome. Uh, hopefully the minutes load does not take its toll on him at any point. OG has had injury issues in the past. Um, I think he even missed a, a few games for Toronto this year at times. But you know, he's he's putting a lot of miles on those legs. And, you know, he's he's in great shape, obviously, and he he knows what he's doing. But uh, you know, 40 plus in three straight games. Uh, hopefully he's able to, you know, maybe get a little bit of a rest one of these games and uh, you know, he has been in foul trouble for a minute, but maybe that'll be what ends up giving him giving him a bit of a rest is getting in foul trouble again or something. I don't know for sure. Uh, but Dante DiVincenzo, I want to highlight real quick too. 19 points, 5 of 12 from 3. 3 boards, 3 assists. And so before I get to the negatives, because I did have a few with DiVincenzo for this game, but uh, I thought he had just really absurd shot making. Um, seems like he's trying to take like, I wrote like 0.05 seconds off his release every time he takes a shot lately. Like he's just making it gradually quicker and quicker and quicker. And to the point where sometimes if he gets the right pass, he doesn't even need to really like get into a shooting motion. He kind of just catches it and shoots it right from where the ball hits his hand. Um, and it, he had a truly crazy make late in the game where he was, he was getting closed out on and probably got fouled. He, he got knocked down. He got really, uh, he was, I mean, this is part of my problem with him in this game. He was very concerned with talking to the refs in this game. 
uh, which, you know, Clyde and Breen made sure to note a ton, which wasn't just a DiVincenzo thing. They were saying both teams were kind of complaining to the refs so much, which normally I'm like, I eh, don't be such curmudgeons. But in this game, I was like, yeah, oh, no, nah, I, I kind of feel that. Um, I think they were both being a little too, uh, both teams were being a little too demonstrative to the refs and not just kind of playing because there was a lot of like relatively, uh, I, I would say, routine fouls that, you know, they were just running immediately. Their coach would be like, challenge that, challenge that. And then you look at the replay and you're like, that's, that was just a foul, dude. Like, that's not, why would you try to challenge that? You would just lose your coach a challenge, <laughs> which happened uh, at least once in this game. But um, anyway, Devo, you know, made, made some pretty awesome shots, including that one where he was just, it got it with like just no time at all to get the shot off and yet still did. Got the maybe foul and also, made the three um, in such a short window. So that continues to impress me. Uh, and that part of his game was great. And he did step up late as far as making those shots late in the game and and helping the Knicks, you know, eventually win this game. But that said, I was not super thrilled with, with his game otherwise. I mean, I think his passing really stood out to me as bad in this game. And I didn't totally love his defensive decision-making either, but he had a couple bad turnovers, like, just had a really brain dead pass to Randall in transition where he was like, I guess trying to throw him a lob. I don't know exactly what the plan was there, but was driving down transition. Then kind of last second, just throws it way too high for Randall and Randall wasn't able to handle the pass. And I, I don't know what the plan was there. Uh, then just had a couple bad attempts trying to feed iHeart inside. Those were the turnovers, but I also just, I don't know, something about the way he was playing. Like, he just could not hit someone in their shooting pocket to save his life. Like, every time that he would pass it to someone, I felt like it was, like, a, a foot to the left. And for a guy that thrives off of getting great passes into his shooting pocket, I would think that he would maybe, in and considering DiVincenzo is not a bad passer, I would think that he would understand the importance of that. But just, like, every, every pass that he threw, it felt like it was right towards the hand of one of the Washington defenders or or just super telegraphed or just completely off from where it needed to be. And he seemed like his decision-making was like happening a half second too late on some of his passes. Like he was just like driving in without a plan and then kind of like jumping up and being like, oh, where do I kick this? And then kicking it to someone last second and then the person wouldn't even really be ready for it. That was kind of the case with the, the Hartenstein passes, the Randall turnover, but also like, had Grimes on an easy swing at one point and just kind of like overly telegraphed it and let the Washington defender get a hand on it or could have easily like faked the pass there instead of actually passing it if they really had the jump on it and then just gone for a shot himself or waited for the defender to breeze by and then kicked it to Grimes. There was just, there was a lot of different options that could have happened on, on a lot of his different passes. And I felt like he just kind of picked the worst one. So I don't, Totally love that. Um, spoiler alert, Evan Fournier got some minutes in this game too, and I didn't totally love those either. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about Grimes getting a few minutes as well. Uh, Julius Randle having a somewhat subpar game. Isaiah Hartenstein, same deal, which is rare to say lately. Uh, but first, I got to let everybody know about our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's more than just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. 
And with us in the in the middle of basketball season, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's really cool. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. So maybe you can find a Knicks-specific one, although unfortunately you can't find any Giants or Jets-specific ones because they are not good. Uh <laughs> also offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. And I'll tell you what, it's also really fun if you're a basketball fan and you're a football fan right now during the football playoffs. There's no way to spice up a you know a, a busy Sunday of football and basketball than placing a multi-sport entry, which is really fun. So you can pick players from you know, a couple different basketball games, a couple different football games, pick the over-unders and just play against the numbers and that's it. And then potentially win some money and get to add a little juice to your whole afternoon of sports watching, which is pretty cool. So you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, and I'm back in here to finish talking about this Knicks game. And not too much more to talk about because this honestly was not the most fun game in the world. But I do feel it was notable, I mean, even with Josh Hart out, that Evan Fournier got some first quarter minutes in this game. Unfortunately, they were terrible. <laughs> Uh, he played about five minutes. He shot 0-4 from the field, 0-3 from three. It was a minus four in five minutes. Uh, he struggled to keep up on defense as usual, but also wasn't really doing much to generate pressure on offense. Like, got the ball in his hands a few times. And, you know, we've noted a bunch like, hey, you know, I think Gavin even suggested a, like two weeks ago, like, hey, maybe it's time to get Fournier a minute or two out there uh, just for some shot creation because the Knicks are desperately missing it. And, Fournier just he was not able to create much of anything maybe he wasn't trying his hardest you know like maybe he was just kind of I mean but he's always a consummate professional so I don't think that's the case I think he just legitimately could not get by the Washington defenders uh and if that's the case it's like what is he bringing you at that point I I wonder if this was deliberate it almost seems like they were trying to show some other team that he's not just a chunk of salary um but if that's the case, then unfortunately, mission failed based off this game. He just he did not have a great showing out there. Uh, Quentin Grimes also was not much better in 19 minutes. So, uh, you know, I haven't really gotten to talk about the official rumor yet that the Knicks are looking to move on from Grimes here, which is annoying, um, given that he, sh he has showed a lot of promise with this team and under Tibbs and whatever else. But. Uh, he didn't. He didn't look great. If this was his trade tryout, uh, nineteen minutes, zero points, two assists. Uh, did have one nice assist to Divincenzo for sure, where he kind of uh, drove in and then kicked it to to Divincenzo in the corner, and that was nice. That was a good thing. But oh five field goals, which was oh five from three for him. Um, I thought he got really clean looks on four catch and shoot attempts, and. You know, even the even the one where I was saying that DiVincenzo kind of made a stupid pass, like he like threw it, it 
it got deflected by the Washington guy right back to DiVincenzo. So then he did kick it right to Grimes and Grimes got like an ultra clean look from the, the corner and he just couldn't hit any of them, which, you know, is the unfortunate thing with Grimes right now is like, he'll go one game and put shoot three or four from three and make you say, Hey, this guy really needs to get more minutes again. And then it, just go over five in the next game. And then you go, well, it's tough to, it's tough to really say that, you know, Tibbs was not justified in playing this guy like 19 minutes in this game because he just wasn't making shots and wasn't offering like so much else that like, like the thing with Emmanuel quickly on this team where it used to be frustrating with the minutes was like, if he wasn't making shots, you knew he was at least doing tons of other stuff to really help the team. And Grimes was not playing like bad defense in this game, so to speak, but he also wasn't like lighting the world on fire on that end either. And then just couldn't make a shot and couldn't really get anything going on offense, which it's going to make it hard to keep him on the floor uh, at those times. But I don't know, just a, just a tough, tough outing for Grimes. Uh, I I don't know. I, I wish that he could figure it out on the Knicks. It seems like he's going to end up getting dealt somewhere else before the deadline based off all the reporting right now. Who knows where? Hopefully for a player that's going to be able to, you know, come in and give the Knicks some really quality minutes and, um, you know, help them in their pursuit of getting better this year and, and hopefully beyond. But uh, yeah, not not a great outing in this game for Grimes. Not a great showing against a again a very inferior team that most of this team just could not find a way to look good against. Strangely, uh, then we got Randall. I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk about Randall and Hartenstein as well, just to make sure that I hit all my starters here because uh, they it was certainly the story. I mean, they all got like forty minutes in this game, so we saw plenty of all the starters. Randall ends up with twenty one points, eight boards, five assists, shoots eight of seventeen, three of eight from three. Uh, I'll give him some pretty big props. His 12-point first quarter really was helpful. Everyone else was really not playing well and having a hard time getting things going, but Randall scores 12 there. That was very much needed. Uh, but beyond that, I thought that he, I don't know, he looked maybe a little tired from the back-to-back -back after that quarter. I mean, only scored nine points the rest of the way out. thought he played very ground-bound. Seemed like he was maybe worn out. Um, got blocked a couple times, which... You know, is it just by virtue of not finishing strong enough around the hoop, and you know that considering that Washington was missing Daniel Gafford for this game, that is especially annoying. I don't know because that's like their good shot blocker, and yet Randall still was not quite able to get that going. He also had a a hard time with Kuzma one on one at times when he drew that assignment. And like Kuzma is a talented scorer, so sometimes he's just going to score, but it just seems like seemed like Kuzma got by Randall at will. Uh, whenever he was guarded by him. So don't love to see that. Uh, then Isaiah Hartenstein, six points, 17 boards, three assists, two steals, one block, three or five shooting. Pretty standard Isaiah Hartenstein line. But, you know, he, he did his normal stuff on uh, rebounding the ball, especially. He got his counting stats on defense, which is great. But this was one of my least favorite games from him in a while. I mean, just he really let Marvin Bagley cook early and just didn't seem to have great defensive effort. He was not getting his hands up enough. Uh, Marvin Bagley, you know, he can be a town score. I feel like he always lights up the Knicks weirdly. Um, just one of those type of guys, but you know, letting him get going that much for Washington, I just thought was I, like, that was kind of unacceptable. Like he, he just seems maybe a little gassed on the second game of back to back again. Maybe that's what we could chalk all this up to. And ultimately they won, but it's just like, you want to see better effort out of the guys you're rooting for, and you want them to not be squeaking out a win against a team that only has seven wins on the year. Um, 
that said, you know, like I said, he came up down the stretch. He he got his rebounds. He, um, you know, he played pretty good defense down the stretch, which was what the Knicks needed. So I guess you take it. But yeah, ultimately kind of a, a win to forget. One that will just go in in the records as a win. A month from now, I won't be talking about this game again. But tonight, it was just a little disappointing uh, to see the Knicks not play as well. Uh, but they've got more games coming up and a lot more home games and hopefully a lot more chances to rectify it and and uh, and beat the less good teams at home uh, coming up soon. So we'll be here for you for all those and more. We got some more trade discussions coming up uh, with some of our fellow Locked On hosts to try to figure out some mock trades before the trade deadline in a few weeks. So there's a lot of fun stuff on the on the docket coming up. But till next time, thank you all for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Peace out, everybody.